You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Dear world, the Laugh Button Podcast is back. My name is Mark Seaman. Alongside Matt Kleinschmidt, we'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Laugh Button Podcast. Oh, happy world, we're back! Yeah, That's right, we're back. Yeah. And uh, we're excited because we are about to embark on a mission. A mission to is not Mars. Is it a mission from God? Yes, the comedy gods. Okay. There are multiple comedy gods. I was making a Blues Brothers joke, but... You were, and I, I just debunked it. Just for the record, no one can see this, but uh, we've got some brand new equipment uh, in our arsenal here at uh, the Ivory Towers that are the Laugh Button. And uh, they include new uh, podcast microphone extension arms, if you will, right? These they're mic stands, you idiot. Like, why are you sitting there talking about something like everyone knows what the fuck a mic stand is? Yeah, but when people think extension of mic stands, you think arms. of like, you think of like, uh, you know, a traditional mic stand, like you're on stage and it's just a straight pole up and down. Not this when is- you're broadcasting. The quote Bobby Kelly, not when you're broadcasting, dumb, dumb. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Bobby Kelly, yeah. uh, the father of the laugh button. Uh, because no, he, no, 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 he's not the father of the laugh button. He's the father of the laugh button podcast. Yes. But the website. He, he that belongs to us. Yeah, he gets no credit for it. He that, will yeah. not. He can strip that from my dead, rotting <laughs> carcass. My, from my cold, <laughs> dead hands. Uh, Riotcast.com. Make sure you check out Riotcast. Uh, Riotcast, not Riotcast. You can check out Riotcast as well. You could. I, I want, don't know what's there. Let's go there right okay, now. Okay, hold on. I'll go to Riotcast. Riotcast.com. Okay, okay. I also want to know what you think Riotcast.com is. Riotcast. <laughs> um, I don't know. If, you, if, you're, if you're in the need of a riot and you need to hire some people to cause one, yeah, right. How much cost? it would cost? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's to a, outfit your your SWAT team. Exactly. Uh, what is RiotCost.com? There is nothing called RiotCost.com. <laughs> Which is exactly why you need to go to RiotCast.com, yes. where there's plenty of things, including uh, multiple podcasts. Uh, which also includes ours, the Laugh Yeah, button. buddy. Laugh Button Podcast that you're listening to right now. Let's have almost a do-over. Uh, okay. Welcome to the new episode. Our special guest joining us this week. I fucking hate you so much. Why? <laughs> I did, I'm not editing any of this out. I know. Our, that's still why I hate. Our special guest joining us this week. I'm fucking Kalise up in this motherfucker. Kalise. You so much right now. Oh, not Kalise. No, no, no. Kalise, like Milkshake. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Khaleesi. I hate you so much right now. That song is a lot older than I thought it was. Oh, yeah. That's like 90s. That's crazy. Something like that, yeah. yeah. She was married to Nas for a while. Yeah. Yeah, not anymore. Police and Nas. I don't think they're. I don't think they're married anymore. Done. Finito. Nas. They probably have. Like a, they have probably have like a kid together or something. They were together for a while. Well, that's assuming a lot. You no, no, racist. No, I, no, no. It wasn't. <laughs> no, no. It wasn't that. It was like they were together long enough to have a child together. It wasn't like so. At they least were nine dating. months is what you're saying. <laughs> Jeez. You're digging you know, a grave. You're digging not, a grave. I, I wasn't digging the grave, but you weren't helping me build on anything. So we just kind of never got off the flat. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Yeah, 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 so here yeah. we're gonna start a third time. Uh, no, our friends joining us on this episode of the Laugh Button Podcast no. <laughs> are Sherrod Small and Christian Finnegan. They are the hosts of a brand new show that's on A and E TV called Black and White. Not the Michael Jackson song. Maybe the Michael Jackson song. Have you seen the first episode yet? No, that's so why then I'm asking don't count your ch- chickens. I'm asking, listen, listen, fucker. I'm asking you these questions because you're talking to me like you have answers and all you're doing is giving me more questions. We should preface this episode by saying that Matt and I, <laughs> Matt and I are on wit's end. We're at wit's end about right now because we are, are prepping to head up to Just for Laughs. By the time you listen to this, we will add, we will be in Montreal. Yeah, day one will be complete. Yes. Of, of our residency at uh, the Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, pretty much the end all be all of comedy festivals. It is the comedy festival. It is amazing. And uh, we're psyched to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be roaming the halls. We're going to be doing some interviews. We're going to be shooting some exclusive video. We're going to be have meetings about business. And, uh, or meetings about business. Or meetings about business. I don't know what a meeting about business is. Well, we'll <laughs> Who's we'll the racist now? What is? How is that racist? I don't know. <laughs> What do you mean, those people? Wow! 
Wow. Wow. Listen, there's a lot of problems going on in this world, and you don't need to continue adding to them, Mark. There are too many problems there in this world, and we need to problems. fix them. Well, we are, we are up in Montreal right now. Mm-hmm. We're, on, uh, we're on Canadian territories right now, and uh, neither of us speak French. No. Uh, do, you, do you know any French at all whatsoever? Uh, Como allez-vous? Sure. I wouldn't even know if that was uh, French. I wouldn't even know if you're faking French. <laughs> Donde esta la biblioteca? That sounds like Spanish to yeah. me. Yeah. Well, French Spanish. It's French Spanish. All right, we're going to start over again. Fourth time. <laughs> Laugh Fun Podcast. Very excited uh, because I had the opportunity to hang out with Christian Finnegan and Sherrod Small the, and, and discuss their brand new show. Listen, on when ADTV. Christian and Sherrod finally listen to the intro of this podcast, I'm like, these fucking dummies. They're like, they couldn't have separated the two. They're going to be like, fucking dummies. <laughs> like, they're unprofessional, total assholes when it comes to this shit. What uh, do you mean, those hosts? Wow. Whoa. What do you mean, those hosts? Wow. Of a brand new show. Hey, yes, yeah, so it's white. a new show. It's about race relations in America, basically. Yes. Sketches. Mm-hmm. I, what I have seen from it, there was a sketch about, actually a very funny sketch, about uh, police pull, pulling over a black man in a nice car. Mm-hmm. It featured Sherrod and Greer Barnes, two great comedians. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it looks like a lot of fun. Christian Finnegan is a great guy. He has fantastic hair. And he was in one of the best Chappelle show sketches of all time. What do you mean, that guy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Christian Finnegan is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian Finnegan is awesome. And Sherrod Small also, you know, he hosts uh, Race Wars with Mm -hmm. Kurt Metzger, a really great podcast that does not need a plug here, but, you know, they got them anyway. Did you you know Christian Finnegan was a part of Are We There Yet? Did you watch that show? Uh, I knew he was a part of it. I did not watch the show. Gotcha. And he had some great stand-up specials. Absolutely. All contraire, two for flinching. Mm-hmm. Two for flinching. The two first for flinching. One, first one's pretty, that one. pretty dope. Pretty yep. dope. To paint the visual, Mark has on one of those Castro caps with uh, with a Castro shirt. Castro. Yeah, that's what those are called. Those are called the Castro caps. That's awful. I'm never wearing this again. You've never heard them called that no, before. No, it's just it's a the hat, hat that Fidel Castro always it's wore. Just they're a called hat. cat. They're like those military. Yours isn't in the olive green. It's in the black. And you're wearing a shirt from Dead Sarah. Yes. Uh, one of your favorite bands. Who I saw you act like a total buffoon in front of. Did, was it that bad? Was it Dude, that? you like knocked your chair over getting out of it. Like, oh my God, that's Dead Sarah. Yeah, First, but they didn't see me do that. Okay. They didn't For see the me record though. No one was clamoring to meet this band. If you took an extra 30 seconds to get over there, the reaction and response would have been the same and you wouldn't have looked like a fan, a panty fanboy. <laughs> you were a panty fanboy. Like you were like, you're dead Sarah. You wrote these songs. It was great. And that time when you were in the Beatles, that was awesome. Like you Chris Farley showed the shit out of this thing, dude. Like I'm not saying you made a fool out of yourself, but I am saying... Fools were made out of themselves that day, and you were present. Now, <laughs> in fact, I was leading the charge. Yes, exactly. Well, the most embarrassing thing of, of that entire story is that... Uh, it's absolutely true. Well, it's absolutely true, but also my band, we're actually going to be playing a show together with Dead Sarah at Webster Hall here now, in New York now City. Now, here's the thing. I didn't say this story to bring that up. I said this story to make you look bad, but I guess it worked. Yeah. You and fan if, out in front of the band. I'm like, yeah, cool, dude. Have your band open for us. Now, here's the thing. Yes. Are you when you see them for the show? Are you going to walk up to them and be like, "Yo, I was that I was that guy that one time at South Absolutely. West that almost ran." I, I, I'm a, was a lead singer a woman? Yes. Uh, so there was a girl yes. in the band. There's two girls. In okay. The band. Well, you knocked one over. Emily and to, Susie. Okay. Yeah, you, great. you might have knocked one over to talk to the other one. I don't know. <laughs> like uh, there was just this, this this beeline that as a woman. Just so you know. What. This is where the the bullshit is entering <laughs> no, the story. No, no. You don't. I went over calmly. <laughs> no, no, at Mark. A, you at don't. A, sli- a slight brisk pace, and I said <laughs> brisk hey. enough to knock I a said, chair over. Hey, dead Sarah. Great to see Mark, you. I think you might have been a mid bite of a breakfast sandwich, and you dropped the breakfast sandwich. And, and right Chris, over there. the bass player, turned around and said, "Hey, I'm Chris. What's going no, on?" No, no. I think Great he said. I think he said. Who the fuck are you? Step back, sir. Because you don't strike an intimidating pose. Like you're not a big dude. You don't like walk down the the the, the hallways and have people this look is at you. So bad. They're, they're, but this conversation needed to happen but, after August sixth. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> All I'm saying is, if you're dead, Sarah, just know what you're getting into on August sixth. Oh man. Um, but yeah. So you don't strike an intimidating pose, but the speed at which you moved. 
Like it probably like listen, you can't. I was run auditioning up, for the Flash. You can't. You can't run up on uh, uh, unless you have young, lovely young lady with that speed. That's true. She's going to think you're going to like hit her or do something even worse to her. You were only going to say hello, but it was with an intimidating intent. We're going to start this podcast over. <laughs> Welcome to the Laugh Bud Podcast. My name is Mark Seaman. His Matt Kleinschmidt. Very excited about Black and White, the new show on A and E. And uh, we've got Sherrod and Kristen join us. I went over to their uh, their headquarters, if you will. And the second I walked in the doormat, uh, I ran into Kevin Flood. I want to give a shout out to Kevin Flood. Okay. Kevin Flood. Was he was he in Dead Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I actually like how this is going. I don't like it. Uh, you don't like any of this. Any of this. Story. Okay, so you yeah. saw Kevin Flood. Yeah, so Kevin Flood uh, became a stand-up comic. Okay. And uh, my, last, uh, my last months working for Gotham Comedy Club, a fine establishment here in mm-hmm. New York City, uh, when they when they moved from 22nd Street to 23rd Street, they opened up uh, uh, the Vintage Lounge, which is yep. in the basement of Gotham Comedy Club. And We've had a few shows there over sure. the years. And, and Kevin Flood uh, was a bartender down there. So he was bartending uh, just as uh, I was about to leave the establishment and, and work full-time over at Sirius, which became Sirius XM. And uh, he, since then, he's become a comic, and now he's working on a bunch of shows. Mm-hmm. He's doing scripts for Comedy Knockout. He's doing uh, scripts for Black and White now. And uh, he opened the door to let me in. I was like, wow. So it was cool to see him. And then I saw uh, uh, Mike Lawrence, headphones on, getting some writing done. Apparently, he's writing on black and white as well. He's writing for everyone nowadays. Like, I feel like... I feel like Mike Lawrence, Mike, well, the Emmys just came out, and I think two shows he's written on were nominated, Inside Amy Schumer and the Triumph Roast special, the Triumph Road to Election special. Mike had written on both of them. So he was nominated for two uh, Emmy Awards for his writing work. So Mike Lawrence, good on you. Like I, I feel like you went from writing no shows to writing like all the shows. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Emmy nominated. Yeah, it's fantastic. Two Emmys, yeah. So I saw them, and then, and then obviously uh, hung out with Kristen and Sherrod. They're both great. Uh, excited to see them. They're excited to see me, and it was uh, it's a great interview. So everyone's going to be able to hear that um, in just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> look, Matt, let's uh, let's talk about JFL for a minute because yeah. we are heading uh, up there uh, at the time we're taping this. We are there uh, right now for the people listening to this. But what are you excited to see? What's jumping out at you this year? What's well, the roast battle? What they're doing is pretty interesting. It's awesome what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, I mean, like you. Well, you know, it's like they're doing Jeff Ross. Uh, you know, obviously got involved with roast battle, and uh, now that he's involved, they're doing some very cool things with Comedy Central. Uh, basically, last year roast battle was the thing to do. It's it ended every night midnight. It was the last thing of the night, and everyone would be clamoring to get into the show to see roast battle. It was great. And this year, they're kind of leveling it up a little bit. They're doing some live-to-tape uh, performances. So basically, they're doing four consecutive nights on Comedy Central starting Thursday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday, there will be a live finale so awesome. of Roast Battle. Um, and then basically, they're just uh, they're making it happen. I think it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That sounds right. Or maybe it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, You're Saturday. right. It's Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Friday Saturday yep. is the live finale. There you, you got go. it. Um, so they're doing that. Uh, and he did a Road to Roast Battle, that, which aired this weekend, mm-hmm. which, again, featured a lot of great... Mike Lawrence, again, his name comes up again. That guy does a lot of New York roasts, and he's really good at it. So he's one of those people. And Bobby Kelly was one of the judges in Chicago. Or was it... I'm sorry, was it Chicago? No, it was uh, It was either Chicago or, or uh, uh, Austin. I can't remember which one. But, uh, yeah, so they're doing that. It's pretty cool. Jeff Ross is involved with it. They've kind of toned down some parts of the show, like the, the wave. They don't really address the wave. Um, they just called it, well, first formally, of all, yeah, 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 yeah. They, the they, Negro they used wave. to be called the Negro wave, which yeah. is, you know, is the reason is because it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's offensive, but, um, I don't even know if they mentioned the wave by name in the road, the Rose battle. Now that I think about it. And also the haters weren't there. You know, the haters are too bougie. It's a, it's a bougie couple who kind of says like terrible, awful, waspy, bougie couple yeah. things. Um, but the guy that played one of the haters actually was up involved in one of the roasts. So nice. it's cool. It, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm looking forward to see how that all kind of plays out. Well, check this out. Here are your judges up in Montreal. They just announced them. Yeah, yeah. we just got four new judges yep. uh, added to the already all-star lineup of judges. So we get, now have Judd Apatow. Heard of that guy. Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg? Yep. Kevin Hart. Heard of that guy. Seth Rogen. Don't know who that dude is. Anthony Jeselnik. Maybe. Jimmy Kimmel. Not going to make it a, a day in this business. Sarah Silverman, who was just at the D- DNC. I, D- D- DNC Schmiency. <laughs> <laughs> is it DNC? Yeah, it is DNC. Yeah, okay. it's DNC. Uh, and David Spade. Who's that guy? 
Also, just announces the roast master for the Rob uh, Rob Low roast. Mm-hmm. That's right. Speed. And then uh, here are your participants, man. We got some great. You got ones. Jeff Ross, who's obviously a judge as well. So. Right, right. Uh, Tom Ballard. Never heard of any of those guys. None of them are going to make a dime in this town. <laughs> well, I, I don't know what the uh, Canadian to American transfer rate yeah. is, so you never know. Uh, all right, so the comedians doing battle include Tom Ballard, Matthew Broussard, who we saw last year, Jimmy Carr last year. Broussard just did Conan, too. Right. Jimmy Carr, who was last year's champion. He was. Chris Cubis. Good old Chris. The Reggie Watts lookalike from Atlanta. That's right. I mean, uh, Austin. Austin. Olivia Grace, Tony yeah. Hinchcliffe, Mike Lawrence, Ralphie May, Sam Morrill, uh, Mark Normand, Miss Pat, Steve Ranazizi, Earl Skakel, uh, Sarah Tiana, and finally, Kever Trey Wilson. So we've got a great lineup. It's Kate Trevor Wilson. Oh, what did I say? You said Kever Trey. Oh, I don't know Jesus what that is. Christ. I don't I know what a Kever Trey is. Jesus. Oh, Kate Trevor Wilson. <laughs> Kate Trevor Wilson. Do any more work for Kate Trevor Wilson's a Canadian. Yes. And he represented Canada perfectly last year. I want to say he came in third or fourth, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. So yeah, he did. Funny a, dude. Man. Funny, funny. Joining dude. us on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have him on the future. Excited about that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's a great lineup. And uh, what's been fun is Sam Morrill's been uh, pitted up against Steve Ranazizi. And I don't know if you follow either of those two guys on Twitter. I do. But they've already been roasting each other <laughs> leading up great. to this thing. And uh, just today, uh, Sam Morrill said his T-shirt that he wanted to get printed uh, uh, via Comedy Central got rejected. And it was a picture of, of Steve, Steve Ranazizi and that just said, never forget, underneath. <laughs> So uh, that got rejected. Oh, that's great. And uh, if, if you know anything about that backstory, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you know how fucking hilarious that's, that is. That's fucking hilarious. Uh, so that's there's going to be a lot of 9-11 infused Steve Ran is easy that, I mean, that's, that's what, I mean, listen, other than that quote unquote scandal, I mean, like, what are you going to make fun of him of? Because he was on the league for nine seasons. Right. Because he's a good-looking dude who had two stand-up specials with Comedy Central. Right. There's not much to the roast with that guy. Yeah, it's going to be uh, uh, it's going to be other, tough. Other than the, the 9-11 thing. I'm sure Sam will definitely hold his own and figure it out, though. I'm sure. Uh, I'm uh, excited once again this year for the goddamn Comedy Jam. Oh, yeah, who, congratulations, Josh Adam Myers and the gang, for celebrating two years. It's uh, two years of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, and this thing has been blowing up. It has been. Uh, it's culminated into its own special mm-hmm. for Comedy Central, and uh, it's going to be up at Montreal again, mm-hmm. and they're going to do a series of shows. Can't wait to see those. They're always a good time, high energy. Seeing comics sing their favorite songs is ridiculous and fun, and uh, do stand-up as well. It's always a good time. So if you happen to be heading up to GFL, it's a can't miss. I can't stress enough. Uh, you got to see goddamn Comedy Jam. And, uh, I mean, it's even worth just making a pilgrimage out to L.A. If you're out in L.A., just look up goddamn Comedy Jam. Go see it, and Once you're welcome. Month. Once a you're month at the, Lyric, at the Lyric Theater, if That's I'm not right. mistaken. And, dude, I mean, we'd be remiss if we didn't say uh, and shout out the New Faces. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Just for Laughs New Faces, they announced them. They announced them closer and closer to the festival, to the Comedy Pro Festival. Festival. It used to be like the week before. Now it's like the week of. Like, they literally just announced them this Monday. So I don't even know how how much this news has seeped into the, the public knowledge. But, like... Great comics, New York comic Tim Dillon, mm-hmm. Dave Ross, who's written tour, uh, you know, tour diaries for the Laugh Button, and he was on the Warp Tour tour. Um, who else could we name that we have listed up in this whole thing? Oh, uh, Sarah Talamash, Joe List's fiance, mm-hmm. great comedian within her own right too. She's fantastic. Alan Starzinski, Lily Sullivan, Ed uh, Ego Nguyen, Kristen Bullen, Joanna Bradley, Colin O'Brien, Frank Garcelhiel. Garcia Hillel, uh, Natalie Powell Mines, Richie Moriarty, and Nicole Sun. I am sure I butchered some of those names. And when they blow up and get huge, you're going to be like, hey, remember that time I didn't pronounce your name correctly? Mike Johnson. <laughs> Mike. Do- Matt Ingebretson. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else we got? Joel Kim Booster. Joe Firestone. Very fucking funny lady. Love Jacqueline Novak. Very funny lady who wrote a book about mental illness. Uh, I'm sorry, not the mental illness. Depression. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is a form of mental illness. And she had a web series based on that too. So that's great. Uh, uh, David Gabori saw David Gabori. He was at South by Southwest. He's actually a really good one too. Uh, Randy Sphinx, Robert Powell, Tim Dillon mentioned him already. Matt Dunner. So there's a really good lineup of some new faces. Some people who I've been like, oh, like Tim Dillon's a great example. That guy's 
in the last two months, everyone's been talking about Tim Dillon. He's been, he's been on a bunch of podcasts. He's really kind of blowing up in the New York City. So, like, him doing new faces right now is, like, perfect. Sarah Talamash, she just did uh, Adam Devine's house party. I believe she also just got a half hour, too, if I'm not mistaken. But I know she definitely just got Adam Devine's house party. Um, she just did one of those. So, like, you know, really good names. I'm pretty psyched for these new faces. And the good thing about new faces is Just for Laughs. They really do try to always pick those next generation. Like, you know, it, getting a new face at JFL is kind of definitely a milestone for a comedian. It's really like is. it's getting a Nintendo seal of approval, man. Yeah, it's, it really uh, is. It makes you super legit. It so really congratulations is. to all the new faces that have been mm -hmm. announced. And you can head over to laughbutton.com, get the full lineup. Uh, when the showcases are, and also check out the full list for characters and unrepped as yes, well. Yes, exactly. And uh, so much more to talk about, but first we've got to get to this interview with Sherrod Small and Christian Finnegan and their brand new show, Black and White, which is on Annie. Make sure you check it out. Jim Gaffigan, Charlemagne the God uh, are on the first episode. If you missed it, they're going to be rerunning it. So make sure you do yourself a solid check it out, and we'll be back in just a minute. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, hanging out with Christian Finnegan and Sherrod Small right now. A&E yeah. is the place to be. Brand new show, Black and White. And white. Yes, first comedy on A&E ever. That's right. Congratulations on that. Thank you, and, sir. Uh, Thank first you. question out of the gate is, uh, how long did it take to decide who was going to be black, who was going to be white for this? Uh, we let society uh, choose that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's still, I'm still debating. Still We're up still in the debating. air? It's still up in the air. We're on the wall about it, on the fence. Shrod's leasing black for now. Yeah. yeah. I'm really blacker of the waist down. Black on lease. Black on lease. I didn't know you could lease it. Got a dick joke in the first minute. You're black from the waist up, too. <laughs> What does that mean? Good pecs? I don't know. It's no, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, look, look at hey, the guy. What does that mean, Christian? Yeah, look at the guy. He's clearly a black dude. <laughs> Seriously, though, guys, congratulations. It's pretty cool. Breaking new ground, especially yeah. for Amy. Uh, getting some comedy yeah. in the mix. And it's not just comedy. You guys are you know, obviously talking about some pretty serious stuff here. Yeah, it's a serious subject matter, and we're trying to make it, you know. But, you know, it's like comedic. we're dumb comedian people talking about it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we, we, there's enough smart people talking about smart topics. There aren't enough. Dumb people talking about smart topics. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's that's my opinion. Jovial, so, so we'll yeah. make it fun. So with most of America being dumb, I mean, you guys are going to nail 95% of the percent of the demographic, <laughs> I'm assuming here, that's right? That's what we're going this? for. Yeah, we're, hopefully. Hopefully we're we will. for all those idiots who, who watch the news and are like, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not. We're going for the smart people, too. Somebody needs to make a show I understand. <laughs> <laughs> we're bringing them all together. We're no, bringing just, them all together yeah. on the one roof. I mean, that's, I mean I've always felt that way about, about my, about my stand-up. It's like, I really like talking about dumb things in a smart way and smart things in a dumb way. Yeah, you that's know what the I mean? safe bet. Yeah. That's, the, that's the sweet spot. You don't want to seem too knowy-knowy about smart, like... No, you want to you want to bring the the smart stuff down to your level, and you want to elevate the dumb stuff. Because we don't yeah. know the answers to a lot of this stuff. We don't have solutions, but I think through conversation and comedy, we can try to find those or get on the road to it, the path to it. Right, and and I I think now more so than ever, comedy is almost the last gateway to get to a decent conversation about anything. Because yeah. yep. if you can make fun of it or see the funny in any situation, and then everyone's laughing, it's like okay, cool, we're all on the same page now. Right, and and with politics and and black white being such a big issue right now especially with police yeah. it's it's uh it's pretty intense and i feel like with politics you have to be a part of comedy now in order to relate to anybody or at least seem approachable because right? all this stuff seems so silly and and comical already right, right. so it's like just showing our perspectives on it's gonna i think it's gonna bring some light to it and make I, and people I, more comfortable around it and i think that you know sharing a laugh with someone it, it just deflates a lot of the sort of pomposity. That it's one of the most communal into, things yeah. you can do. Wait, yeah. hold on. So pomposity, can you dip that down? <laughs> bring it to a happy medium. We don't want to. But I mean, you know, obviously these are serious issues. I don't mean to diminish, you know, people who've had, you know, people shot by police or police uh, families of police officers who've been killed. Like, I don't want to diminish that. No. But you get wrapped up when you're behind your laptop at home or, you know, laying in bed staring at your cell phone and you just get angry or upset. It, but then when you experience these things in a group of other people, it becomes a communal experience. 
and sometimes humor is the one thing that lets some air into the room, you yeah, know? Absolutely. And yeah. it's hard to be mad at someone when you're both laughing at the same joke. Right. That's why it was important for us to have a live audience as well. Because plus we both stand up comedians, so we wanted that immediate gratification from the audience. And plus they might laugh and it might groan and we all grow together. It makes the show more organic. Right. Yeah, this good. is a show this is a show where by nature there are some jokes that get kind of a weird reaction, but I kind of like that cuz especially yeah. sometimes if I'm saying something that I know isn't going to sit well with some of the black audience members, you know, you'll feel this kind of tension in the air and a lot of white people kind of be looking around like, I don't know. <laughs> we address it though. And we yeah, go right for it. Exactly. That's that's kind of the point of the show. Because it's honesty. That's that where that honesty is. That's where comedy lives, man. Right. And look, we said it out loud, and the world didn't come to an end. See, yes. it's not a big deal. <laughs> Who knew? Like, yeah. <laughs> now, was that something you guys had to fight for the live audience, or were they pretty on board with it right no, away? No, I think when the, you sold we didn't the show. Really have to fight too much for it because they know we're stand up, so they right. want us to feel the you know strong they about were, what we're doing. They were nervous about it in the sense that it's just not something they're yeah. familiar with doing. They'd never done an in studio show mm -hmm. at A and E. And so it was kind of from a, a pure production standpoint, they were a little nervous about it, but they never tried to convince us not to do it. Right. Right. Now, do you guys take turns swapping warm up the audience? Is it? No, we uh, have Artie. We have Artie Fuqua. <laughs> oh, cool. Fuqua's. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah, all our great. friends involved in every yes. level of this show. So Artie Fuqua's our warm up. But we'll come out there. He introduces us and then we go out there and talk to the audience before we get started. That's great. We yeah. don't want to feel like we got a separation between us and the audience. That's great. Fantastic. Now, now uh, before the show began, uh, there is a prequel, an unreleased prequel story. So you guys have been friends for quite some time, right? Oh yeah. How yeah. many? How many years? Does Over it go a back? decade. Over a decade. Yes. All right. First impressions of each other. Boy, uh, is this dude white. <laughs> <laughs> I can see his bone marrow. <laughs> My, and it needs a transplant. <laughs> Sorry, My bone marrow is perfectly fine, thank you. I've got great. Mom says I have great bone marrow. Nice. <laughs> oh. But I we, mean, go, we clicked right away, I think. Were I you think, on a show together? Is that what happened? Yeah, we, did you guys, best okay. we, we were the original cast, the best week ever on right. VH1. God, so, God, it's that long ago already? Jesus yeah, it's, well, it's, yeah. It was oh, it's over. Yeah, yeah, it's probably more like 12 years. Yeah. You know, uh, and plus we did Are We There Yet together. We had a, a bunch of stuff on there, and we got to hang and talk. And yeah, I mean, that's a, when, when, we're on, when we're on Best Week Ever, you know, obviously you're going into these rooms one at a time, so we didn't really get to know each other much at first, but then... VH1 started sending us out to do yeah. like the Good Morning America and the Today Show. We had the right. best week ever segment every Friday on a Today Show, and that's yeah. when we got to hang more. And we did some college cool. gigs yep. and, and things like that. And and then when we were on Are We There Yet, there's so much downtime when you're working on a sitcom, you know, as they readjust lights and stuff. And that's when you're just sort of busting balls and joking around. And I feel like that's kind of where I, you know, ten years ago, Sherrod would send me these middle of the night texts, being like, "Yo, we got to do a show together." Because everybody else was booking us together. I was like, well, let's right, do our right. own shit. Yeah, it's yeah, destiny. Yeah. Yeah. We must have something if they keep booking us. Yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. corner the market on us. Right. <laughs> and it's beyond just quotas being filled. Right? That's it's right. Beyond, yeah. beyond just quotas. <laughs> so, I wish uh, it was that easy. <laughs> right. Um, all right. So, Christian, I'll start with you. What What does Sherrod bring out of you that, that no one else can, like working with him specifically? Because I think that's the magic about this show yeah. is that you guys are this sort of power duo and are probably going to get this done better than anybody else. Sherrod yeah. gets me out of my head, which is great for me. Like comedically, I tend to want to kind of build these, you know, palaces of comedy. Like I want to write, <laughs> I want to write these really intricately worded jokes. You know what I mean? And I, I want to city much make sure. Yeah. But I want to make sure every word is perfect. And I want to get my thought down first before I present it to the world or whatever. And he, that's so the opposite of Sherrod. And he just kind of flies without a net, which, you know, I, it really brings something nice out of me, you know, because it, it shows me like, oh, I can I can fuck around and I can just riff with yeah. anybody. You yes. Know? Yes. And uh, that's the same opposite with him. Like when he brings some of the structure and some of that, you know, because he'll overthink things over. And sometimes you need to do that. Sometimes right. I'll go in and not think it through. But it's like we are a good counterbalance for each other. Yeah, if you okay. put the two of us together, we make one good adult. Yes. That's basically <laughs> yeah. how one full time responsible <laughs> yes. exactly. adult. So so as far as who's showing up at the office on time, do you guys have to call each other? All we do is like sometimes a, listen, I usually come in later than him. Well, sometimes. But okay. sometimes I'll come like the first couple like the first week or whatever, I'll come in and beat him. Just because right, I know right. it bugs him. No, no, no. You, no, you think it gets in me. his head. No, literally. He'll come in and be like this. How long have you been here? <laughs> so I don't want to step on his white toes. So right. if I get here early, I'll circle the block just to let him come in first. 
to eat, to make it comfortable for him. You got to bring in a half-eaten breakfast too. Just set it on yeah. the desk. Give it there. If he's not the early, I knew I was running late. I didn't know I was after the black guy late. Yeah, it's tomorrow, Christian. Where have you been? You got to give him his comfortable white dude things that he can have. Right. You got to. If he's not the early white dude, who is he? hysterical man it's really funny so uh what are your favorite uh, uh things so far that a has allowed you guys to do because uh, as comedians you always want to push the limits you always want to see how far you can take it but in a reasonable manner like in the parameters of the show but uh, ha- have there been any pullbacks yet or, or no, have not they a, been we're, pretty... not, we're not getting too much pushback from the network over a lot of things i mean th- we did blessing. we did get the the whole show got pushed back two weeks well right. because of all, yeah. that was just because of what was going on in the world and we have a bit i don't want to give it away but we have a bit in our very first show which probably would have played a little awkwardly if it had come out. And we taped it way before any of this stuff happens, but we live in America at a time that these things can pop up any day. Any day. So if you're staying close to the truth and what's happening, then it's going to be close to your show and your skit. So You kind of live by the sword, die by the sword, because it was kind of one of the things that excited them about the show is that we were going to be talking about real stuff. But when you talk about real stuff, and then real stuff actually happens. (laughs) Yeah, more real stuff. So so as far as writing goes, and and you, you you guys are presenting the show in a, in a cool way too it's not just you guys hanging out in front of a live audience you no. guys have all these other elements mm-hmm. involved, like, yeah, the skits, skits and, and stuff and, it's, and that stuff's films. pre-taped so yeah. if something does happen to supersede an episode uh, to the point where you might have to go back and redo something is that I is hope it, no I'm not looking forward to doing that I'm thinking that once we get on we on yeah so yeah. people would want to know what to expect from the show so as they know we're not chasing the news we right. just we doing the story before it even happens or well, it one happened a year ago yeah one of the the uh the things about the way we're shooting this show, we're not doing it like this. These are the headlines from this past week. Right. We're talking in more general terms about things that are relevant. You know that that theoretically, because they want to be able to rerun the show and stuff. Right. And so, so it's evergreen stuff. Right, right. Yeah. You know, maybe not two years from now. Some of it might not resonate, but you can watch the show now or watch it a month from now and not feel like it's ruined for you or anything like that. Right. Um, but a lot of and so we are doing a lot. We we do talk about a lot of news stories, but we try to find the small, weird ones that, that you might see explore. in your Twitter feed. Yeah, that just kind of lead to a conversation. It's not yeah. so much like look at this thing that happened. It's like all right, here's something that happened. What is my perspective on it? What's Sherrod's perspective on it? And what does we that say about it. our? It's really deconstruction. Yeah. It's not a takedown. It's a breakdown. Right. Yeah. I like it. This guy, huh? he's got That's all right. the poster tags <laughs> ready to right. go. He's That's been right. thinking about them. This is what he does when he gets in early. He's man. working he's on gonna, our brand. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's going to break away and be a solo artist after this, right? Gonna be I'm black. the Justin Timberlake of this outfit. <laughs> Sherrod Small's debut album, Breakdown, Not Takedown. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Now, now uh all these years you guys have both uh, spent individually and collectively in comedy facing crowds one-on-one yeah. you know eating a dick having great shows yeah. what <laughs> you presented that as if it wasn't a, like a metaphor you're just like you know you're doing shows you eat a penis and then <laughs> that's you why have a penis dick, lunch. Penis, yeah. right? so uh, how has that prepared you for this particular moment right because i because think it's the best it's the best pre- uh, preparation. It's like boot camp. Comedy, like stand-up comedy, as far as like, entertainment, to me, is, is the hardest thing. Because it's one-on-one. You're the band. You're the lead singer. You're the guitarist. You're the, right. you're the drummer. You're, you're everything. the writer. You're the pre- yeah, yeah. You're yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah, everything. So I think that, that prepared us for this because it just got us ready for it. It's like, I think if we can handle that and all the crowds and shit we, we performed in front of, yeah. then we can definitely do this and you, and you, better you than less, anybody else. You get less afraid, at least for me, of not one joke not going well and that it's yeah. going like to derail you. It's like, oh, that joke didn't work? Okay, who gives a shit? Yeah, you know, whatever. Not a big deal. I'm still on my set. This is good, right? That's yeah, good. you know, there's... And we're Jordan throwing... shots? And we're throwing a lot of jokes. I mean, yeah. you know, we're, we're throwing out a lot of stuff. And that not every time... The response doesn't always have to be a huge, massive laugh. Like right, sometimes, that's not always what we chase sometimes them. when you're getting real, like that kind of awkward laugh is kind of fun. Or you know? moan, and, the whole audience moan. Yeah, any reaction or emotion we get out of a group of people, like the audience, is great. Yes, and sometimes when you're talking about racial issues and that discomfort, it's kind of almost like you know when you put a nine volt battery to your tongue, <laughs> you know, and it's like. It doesn't feel good, but it doesn't feel bad either. Right. It's like a weird feeling. It's just like, I want to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> when I get older, I'm probably going to like this. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, you know, when the, 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 the thing of milk that smells bad is like, I, oh, yeah. I kind of want to smell it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to see how long I can smell that for. Just don't do that with the sun, kids. Don't look yeah. into the sun any longer than you have to. All right. Well, well speaking of trenches, 
and getting ready and being in the worst possible places in comedy. Uh, what are some nightmare gigs that you guys have had where maybe you weren't working together? Yeah, anything you know? outdoors for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> outdoors is always rough. Whenever they yeah. try to mix comedy and outdoors and daytime and then you got to follow a band, that's all the makings of a hell gig. Gotcha. But have if you, the check cash, who gives a fuck? Have you ever done any of those gigs uh, in the in Central Park or that uh, oh, yes. Suzette does? Yes. You know, those are fun. I mean, I did it before <laughs> the Suzette thing too. I, oh, like, yeah. They had Washington Square Park. Well, that's that the thing. Too. There's a, a woman, uh, I can't remember Suzette's last name now. It's. Oh. it's I, I, uh, this is the comedy in the park thing. It's been yeah, going on for yeah, a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yes. it's killing. She me. has good shows because she puts together. Good She's shows. awesome. Yeah, yeah those. Shows. We'll have a robot she, voice put it in later. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> no, but uh, but uh, these gigs happen in like five different parks, and if you have a gig in Washington Square Park, that's going to be great because it's going to be tight. And it's going to be packed with people. Be, in Central yeah. Park, sometimes you're in the middle of Sheep's Meadow <laughs> yeah. and it's just people sitting 70 yards from you yeah. on a blanket. <laughs> and you're you're literally standing there in the middle of an open field with a yes. microphone. There's like no backdrop or anything. Yeah, stand-up comedy needs, it's like a, it's time sensitive and room sensitive type of shit. You need a roof. <laughs> yeah. A low ceiling. It needs to be contained. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what you do these college gigs sometimes. And I remember uh, Jesse Joyce and I were talking once about we, we need to create like a, a pamphlet or a short book to, to send to colleges like yeah. here's how you run a fucking show yeah there should be more light on the stage than in the room <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. all chairs should be facing towards the stage <laughs> when the when the That's a great when, idea when yeah. the dumb college kid gets up to introduce you Make sure they say your name last. last. Yes. That's the thing. Uh, Shrod Small is going to come up now. He's, he's been on Best Week Ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here he is. Yeah, it's the word. <laughs> they don't know, though. It's no. poor things. Uh, I do remember being in college and uh, heading to you know the cafeteria yeah. to eat lunch. And uh, someone would shut the TV off, and yep. everyone's like, I'm trying to watch Sports Center. Yep. And then a comedian would come up. I was like, in cafeterias. Oh, my God. And yep. I. And you know, being around comedy so long, I know that feeling, and it's the worst. It's, it's the worst. But if you get them, you go like this: I got the fucking cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. There's a fuck you, girl. Cheese. Moral victory. <laughs> um, I remember once doing one of those shows, some school, and this dumb, like, graduate assistant woman who was in charge of it. They had round tables, which first of all, just awful. Right. You know, so big, giant round tables, like ten seats around round oh, tables, no. like ten of them in the room, and then she was putting construction paper. And crayons in the middle of each table. And I said, what, what's that for? He's like, oh, you know, just to give them something to do during the show. <laughs> what? Uh. <laughs> Did she already see your act? Did she yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> they, they thought they booked Bob Ross, I guess, right? Yeah. We better get some crayons for these kids. I saw his act. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's pretty bad. That's we bad. got Legos? Give them some Legos. <laughs> Well, uh, at what point did you guys feel when you walked off stage? Maybe there's one particular show you walked off stage and you were just, you felt like this is it. I made it. I'm so, I'm beyond comfortable now. I'm good to go. Like one of the first shows? Yeah. Like uh, at what point in your career? Like how many years did it take? Because you're doing this show now on right. television and I, whether you get nervous for that or not, because it's a different setting. It's a TV show. But, not really. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think you just gradually become somebody who don't give a fuck. <laughs> is that <laughs> what it is? You, you believe in what just, you're doing. Right, okay. Yeah, but some, yeah. some different events might make you nervous if it's some way you never performed before or so, uh, something you never hosted before. But for the most part, no. I think I've been through so many situations in stand-up. I'm like, I, bring it. I remember yeah. in uh, in the Seinfeld doc comedian, I don't remember if it was in the director's. I'm in that, by the way. Congratulations, yeah, Sherrod. I was going to uh, bring it up later. <laughs> I want to say your name first, then the credits. So <laughs> Those checks got smaller and smaller, by the way. I don't, I don't remember whether... I think it's in like the director's cut or in the deleted scenes or whatever, but uh, Jerry asks Colin Quinn, he says... Uh, like, how do you know when you're back? Because remember, it was his like return right. to stand up, and he's like, "When you're killing and you're still miserable." He's <laughs> like, "Oh, great! I made these idiots laugh." <laughs> uh, no, it took me. It took me a long time to to kind of get to a place where, yeah. eventually, I got to a point where I realized, you know, good set, bad set. At the end of the night, I'm still gonna be in my underwear checking my email. Like yeah, it's yeah. It, the night's still gonna end. It's, it'll still gonna it's, end. The you same know, yep. and that's I, that's why I think so many comedians get drug and alcohol problems because they just they want to when it goes really well you want to keep that high going yeah. and when it goes really badly you want to wipe it away yeah. you know what I mean. But at a certain point, I just think like it's just one night, man. And if it went really well, generally by the time I'm home, even the good feeling is worn yeah, off you at get this over point. It. Like it's you know, get over just, and get to the next one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Gotcha. That's stand-up for you. All right, let's bring it back to uh, your show, Black and White, here on A&E, uh, and talk about everyone behind the scenes. Because uh, I walked in the room, I knew I knew four people, like, right away, yeah. as soon as uh, yeah. I walked in. <laughs> so you guys, uh, like you said, you got Artie warming up the show. Artie's warming up the show. We got mm-hmm. great cool. writers. We got J.R. Havlin. He worked on The Daily Show for a long time. Yeah. Then we got Mike Lawrence, who's a great right. comic and Mike. a friend. Uh, Emmy nominated CJ. now, Mike Lawrence. Yeah, Emmy yeah. nominated is Mike Lawrence. And we have Schumer we show. have two younger or newer uh, Caitlin Fontana, who's done some, a bunch of stuff in Canada, but is kind of new in the New York scene. And this guy C.J. Hunt, who's great, Amazing. who was just living in New Orleans. Like I feel really like proud of that. Like Me too. that. That there's a guy who was just kind of living in New Orleans and he moved here to work on the show. Like, that's awesome. That's pretty you know? cool. Yeah. We put it out to everybody, too. We wanted to get as much submissions as possible. So we fucking shared it and had everybody send. Because sometimes even we uh, try to write for shows and stuff. And some, some things you never hear about. Some things you don't have access to because you don't have an agent who might have access to it. So we shared it on Facebook and got maybe like fucking... 150, I think, is how many I read. Wow. 150 to 200 submissions. That's which amazing. Like 2,000 pages of shit. And we read damn near most of it because you want to... Mm. You just wanted to represent for the comics. We wanted to get right. everybody a chance to get on because you never know. You might find a diamond in the rough, and that's I think that's what we did with the yeah. CJ. Yeah, and we're hoping, and we're hoping. Uh, yeah, we're really happy with everybody. I mean, and everybody's got like different skills. You know, uh, like Mike Lawrence is just like a punchline machine. You yeah. know, and 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 Caitlin, who's like really organized and has like like has like a good vision of like seeing where a sketch should go and yeah. and JR who's just like a workhorse obviously from being a daily show for so long yep. but i think i think sometimes when you know you only get submissions through agents and managers and stuff the same people end up getting jobs yeah. and that's why a lot of the shows end up sounding all, all the, the same, same right? because it's got the same, same tones yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Same, yeah, yeah sure. it's like cuz it's like oh well i basically i wrote for you know the daily show and then i wrote for a weekend update or whatever and then i wrote for fallon and it's just like it's all the it same starts to all, all the time it's like when you did a restaurant where everything kind of tastes the same you know <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, that's called not a good restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, what's this going to do for you guys as far as uh, stand-up goes? Are you guys still able to get up and, and do sets and oh, still yeah, flex yeah. that muscle? And oh, yeah. We still do stand-up sets. So we don't do as many. As we were shooting the show, we wasn't performing as much as we used to. But Yeah, not as much during the week. I mean, right. part, and part, partly for me, it's just, you know, this sounds so dumb, but dog maintenance <laughs> you know my wife works about a thousand hours a week she does and by so, the way yeah she is so busy she's, she's one of the so busiest busy, people I yeah know. and so just during the shoot weeks i've taken more nights off but you know on the weekends i try to pack in as many sets as i can and yeah. and we're about to finish with this initial batch yeah. of shows and then you know i'm gonna you know, be getting hitting the stand up again. And eventually hardcore. we hope to have a black and white tour going. I was so. going to yeah. say that's got to be the next step, right? Between yeah. the writers, you guys, more than enough people yeah, to get out there and the do guests, that. Some of the comedian guest friends. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that too. What, uh, let's break down the show for everybody who's not aware of it yet. Hasn't unfortunately heard about it yet. Obviously we're here to help spread the word. So really break down the show for everyone and, and, and let them know what you guys are trying to achieve and how you're trying to achieve break it. Break it down. <laughs> you are the breakdown guy. So, yeah. uh, it's uh, fun and stuff. No, um, <laughs> honestly, we're trying to recreate the sort of casual banter that Sherrod and I have when we're just dicking around in a room like this. Right. But talking about Seriously. real issues, you know, and, and we are a lot of times when you see a, a black dude and a white dude teaming up in a comedic sense or whatever. I, I don't know. It's usually like. A white guy who's kind of a hip hop white dude, and I'm so not that. You so know not what I mean? That. No, I am very much not that. And so I like the fact that we're able to communicate and make each other laugh, but we occupy completely different spaces on like the personality spectrum. Yeah. You know? And I, I feel like if you're a white person who's not used to seeing interviews with rappers or, you know, people that are big in the in the hip hop or black community in general. I might be your window in to being able to learn about some of this stuff because yeah. I can speak your language. You know, I can kind of be a, an ambassador to that world. Right. And I think vice versa as well, that, yeah. that there are a lot of people that, that might watch Sherrod or might be interested, you know, in, you know, like on our first episode, uh, Charlemagne the God mm-hmm. is one of our guests. Yeah, and Jim Gaffigan. So that mix alone. You, you can't get any more black and white than that. Yeah, yeah. what other <laughs> and, show will you even and, see that? And their yeah, audiences exactly. may be completely unaware of the other one. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right, and absolutely. I love the fact of but trying to bring them together. But both those guys know each other and, mm-hmm. and love each other's work. Sure. So it's like, that's why we try to bring different shit to, together. That's awesome. We yeah. got even Ann Culture coming on the show. We already wow. did Ann Culture on the show. So we got Ann Culture here. We got. But yeah, so we have everything Romney from like ultra liberals to, you know. Yeah. 
Funny so, dude, man. David Allen Greer. David Allen Greer. Is, he did skits with us, which was great. Mm-hmm. And everybody know David Allen Greer from Living Color. And sure. now he's got, you know, yeah. Gerard Carmichael show on NBC. Mm-hmm. And it was just a it was an honor to have him on and let alone like play comedically with us. It was fucking great. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is the right time for this type of show as well. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up Carmichael because I feel like his his show is breaking a little bit of new ground as far yeah. as that sitcom scenario goes yeah. and bringing that back into the fold. And and those walls are starting to be broken down where we can have these kind of discussions on television. You know, it, it, it wasn't like that for a long time. Yeah. I remember early aughts, like uh, Whoopi Goldberg tried to come out with like a political type show. It lasted like two episodes yeah. and people are like not having it <laughs> yeah. out of here. Canceled. They keep trying. And, 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 I don't, and I'm not saying that they've done it badly. It's just I think that, that what we have that maybe they haven't had is both perspectives at the same time. Yeah. Like you'll have D.L. Hughley do a show on CNN, but it's like, you'll get a lot of white people who just like, Oh, black oh, guy yeah. talking about race, not interested. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, or you have a white guy talking about race and black people be like, yeah, I don't give a shit what and your plus, opinion is. We're not trying. We're doing right. Trying's for retards and babies. Not for adult people. Uh, I believe developmentally disabled was <laughs> the term. It makes adults uncomfortable to see other adults try things in public. <laughs> right. <laughs> if it was a trying comedy club, would you go there? So funny. <laughs> Could you enjoy your chicken fingers? <laughs> No, you're not going there. So we I mean, just they tried it. to make the chicken fingers. It's <laughs> still pink. So I'm we're trying. We're just going to do what we do, and then right. motherfuckers going to like it or not. That's great. I love that. That's it's really good to hear, man. Because I think it's really important what you guys are doing too. You know, very I important. mean, that. Thank you. No, no I'm going. I, to I tell always you the, because the, you guys are in the inside. When the I'm comedian the in me wants to always pop that balloon, do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, we're really important. What we're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just we're just having fun, we're having and fun. you know, and when we came up with the show. We always wanted to talk about things that were important, you know, are interesting to us, and we're adults and we're interested in adult type things. But it felt a little lighter than what the show has become out of necessity because of everything that's been going on, and that's fine. But we didn't set out to be like Shrad. The world's a bad place. We got to make some changes. No, it's no, like no, we're just you know, we're we just want to joke around and kind of learn about each other's perspectives, and you know, and and that's what we're sharing. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, uh, before we go, uh, and thank you guys both for the time because I know you're super busy, so I really appreciate it. No doubt. Uh, Sherrod, we'll start with you. Uh, when did you realize you weren't going to be a professional athlete? Oh, you mean it still can't happen? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call. I'm going to say no. I'm going to no? call for you right now. What about I'm gonna call thumb wrestling? You. I can't thumb wrestle? What's the age limit on that? <laughs> well, they probably do have a professional league, so I don't know. There I came be... to grips with it probably when I turned 30. 30? You could yeah. be the new Kimbo Slice. <laughs> I maybe I could weasel my way back into the I could play the outfield for like somebody. Okay. Well, Expos, they still a team. Well, they might be soon. They might be soon. They're coming back. So baseball was going to be the final straw for you. You're like, I, I can stand around and wait. Yeah, so with a glove. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I wear gloves now and the colds. Gotcha. What about you, Christian? Was there a specific moment that you were like, yeah, that's not going to happen? Third grade. Me. Third grade. Pretty early for you? I, I think, I, let me tell you, I was the Albert Pujols of T-ball. I when I went up to because I was bigger I was like fatter but I was just a bigger kid than yeah. other kids and when I went up to the tee they they back up everybody back up <laughs> and the minute they took the ball off that tee and I had to hit a moving ball it was all over it was over so golf over. would have been a better golf would have yeah. been a better path used to come you. up there like Babe Ruth and point yeah. <laughs> I used to play after uh, there was a couple of years, but right before I started comedy, I was working in publishing, and I'd come over, come home every night, and I'd go out and play basketball with like the local kids in the local court. And I wasn't particularly good, but whenever I'd be hitting shots, they'd be they'd either call me Larry Bird or they call me Steve Kerr, and whenever I was missing shots, they'd call me White Boy. <laughs> You're just a no-name white boy when yeah. you miss it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, now you're the white boy officially on A&E. Yeah. So this is a uh, uh, life full circle. I showed you neighborhood kids <laughs> who are now in your late 30s. <laughs> All right, uh, last question, wild card question. Um, I want to see if you guys uh, want to defend a movie. There's a movie out there that you love so much, everyone else hates it. They just fucking hate it. But every time it's on or, or it's just one of your all-time favorites. Uh, is there a movie out yeah, there? Yeah, Little Nicky. Little Nicky. I love okay. Little Nicky Adam Sandler movie. I love Little Nicky. Uh, you're the first person I know that yeah, likes a, that movie. I mean, I watched that movie. What do you love like, about that it movie? It makes me laugh. It just does. Adam Sandler's dumb voice in that movie. And yeah. then his brothers. One is Tiny from Friday. It plays oh, one of his right. brothers. Yeah, Tiny it's Lister. Right. Yeah. So he got a black brother. So I said, I'll watch this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you, so Harvey Keitel is his father. It's funny. Wow. The devil. It's funny. Still holds up for you. Still holds up. It's still a laugher. But I smoke weed, so. Yeah. <laughs> so anything could be funny. There's <laughs> high potential. I, I That's mean, a good one. There are movies that 
are probably embarrassing to say that I love, but they're not movies that are necessarily universally hated. Uh, like, you know, Four Weddings and a Funeral. <laughs> <laughs> You're whiter than I ever imagined. <laughs> no, I, I am a sucker for rom-coms. I don't know. Like, I am, yeah, man. Are. I am. Yeah, you Absolutely. are. Absolutely. Is that a copy of Made in Manhattan over there uh, underneath <laughs> okay. your phone? All right. Let's, okay? not, let's not get crazy here. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, congratulations on the show. Black and White Annie. Everyone check it out. Um, well done. And uh, looking forward to all these episodes. Hope we Hopefully we can get to season 10, 50, yes. Yes. a million of this, right? Preach, brother. Indeed. Preach. <laughs> Cool. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thanks, brother. All right. I want to thank Christian Finnegan and Sherrod Small again for the time. It was very nice to let me crash their office. We, we uh, hung out in Christian Finnegan's office. It was pretty cool, and it was fun running into all the writers and seeing the team. And uh, congrats to them on a new show uh, coming at just the right time. Like I stressed in our interview, I feel like now is the right time for a show like this. It's, it's really cool that it's shot in front of a live audience. Yeah. And then you have the, the sketches and whatnot involved. It, it's just a really cool concept, and I'm glad I, it got off the ground. I mean, I think there's always – I don't think there's ever a bad time to have these conversations. These are – I mean, race is a tough conversation to have in America. Absolutely. And yep. you know what? It needs to happen. It's, it needs to happen more often what than What do you mean, those conversations? <laughs> but it's one of those things that, like, you know, it, this is – especially in 2016, but, like, this show needed to happen in the 1980s, needed to happen in the 1990s, like uh, – Race, unfortunately, is one of those things where we're still trying to figure it out, man. You know, yeah, it's like, weird. It's weird. I mean, the more it's things really change, weird. the more things stay the same. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I mean, it's reflected in our political voting, our political uh, election this year of like, you know, we got people are trying to unite people, people are trying to tear them apart, people are trying to, you know, base that's literally the two platforms. It is together. It's together part. or part and just me. It literally is. It's I mean, crazy. but like, it is crazy because like you know you, I mean you have. Candidates who have trapped, who have tapped into a very, very deep-seated nationalistic point of view, and they're kind of running all the way, you know, to the elections with that. I mean, look at the Brexit in England when it wasn't when they couldn't get anything, any momentum about that campaign for, uh, you know, from a financial point of view, they turned into racism and immigration. So, I mean, these things are uh, these are problems that need to continue to happen, not just in the United States, but that obviously clearly still happen in England too. So. Shows like this, you know, definitely can kind of help those conversations happen. All right. Well, uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. I got listening very political for a second. You did. You, I'm, like, I'm taking a step back from the soapbox. Like you're you like, holy thing. shit. What oh. do you mean you're a political system? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, make sure you check out thelapbutton.com. Follow us on all the socials at the Lap Button. And uh, follow us closely for all of our coverage of Just for Laughs, the festival. And at the time of this recording, no keynote announced. Don't even know who's given the keynote this year, JFL. It's pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing. Louis C.K.'s there. Yep. Kevin Hart's Kevin there. Kevin Hart's there. Whoopi sure. Goldberg's there. Yep. Seth Rogen's there. Uh, Judd Apatow's there. So, Any like, of these people could these, do it. So there could be some big, there could be a big keynote this year that they're just not announcing because they want to announce it and just kind of fill up. Like, if they announce Louis C.K. doing this, the keynote an hour before the keynote, that place is going to fill no matter what. That, that's what know? I'm saying. So, like, I, I have a feeling that's kind of what's going to happen. I kind of have a very similar feeling. It's going to like, be like... get in the room and get, then they're like, going to They're going to announce Louie and then like room's full shit. You know, if you weren't there, you missed it type yeah, of thing. Yeah. So, But uh, every year we try our hardest to get the audio and the transcription for the keynote at JFL. Last year was Dana Gould. Great, great message of Dana Gould. Jim Norton has done it recently. Um, I want to say Colin Quinn's done it right before Jim Norton. Uh, Mark Marin did it. Pat Nossel did it. The last like five or six years of keynotes have been really, mm -hmm. really, really relevant um, and really great to uh, JFL. So we try really hard to get the audio for that and uh, transcribe it. So cool. when we have it, you will have it. You might actually stay tuned. Yeah, you might actually read that before you uh, listen to this podcast. So, Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Matt. Looking forward to uh, traveling with you. It's going to be exciting. As they say in the business, it's going to be exciting. <laughs> and uh, I'm pumped. Everyone, tell your friends about this podcast. Share, download, rate, review, do all that stuff. Head to our merch store. Uh, we've got some great T-shirts available for you. Yep. Uh, one that's uh, become the more left, exclusive. TheLaughButton.com slash merch. Yeah. Do it up. All right. Peace. <laughs>